Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of 3 In, 3 Out. What if the most unique Seahawks preview podcast in the multiverse? I am your host, Clinton Bonner. Come and follow me out on Twitter, at Clinton Bon. I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Find him out on Twitter, perhaps, at Seahawkers Pod and the protector of the Seahawks multiverse, Mr. Phil Leidick. Folks, yes, do I sound fired up for a two and four team? I am. Oh, yeah. I am excited. I'm excited for a two and four team because, like, Brandon, we talked about this on the last three and three out. We look at the NFC. Okay, there's the Vikings that are a game ahead of us. We got to beat them in a tiebreaker. There's the Saints who are three and two. That's it. That's who's in front of us that we have to have to eventually leapfrog to get back in this thing. And we get the New Orleans Saints this week at home, Monday Night Football at Lumen Field. So two and four be darned. I want to go win this game and I'm fired up for what if, fellas. I am happy that you're fired up, Clinton, because, uh, you know, I, I will say that of the two games, now that I've had an opportunity to look back at the Steelers game, to look ahead to the Saints game, I, I think this team really needed to win that Steelers game because now that they're facing off against the New Orleans Alvin Kamara's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's going to be a, a a tough game for them with with facing off against Kamara, the, that Saints defense, and looking ahead to the Jacksonville Jaguars game, that one I do think is winnable, but I I still don't like the idea of a three and five football team going into the bye week and still not knowing what Russell Wilson is going to look like coming off of that finger injury. What if Brandon is setting himself up to be pleasantly surprised? What if Brandon is hey, I hope giving I us the downer juice? Uh, well, yeah, I, I think in, in general for me, fellas, is like, I agree. You know, like that's that's we a couple of weeks ago, we're like, the Titans game is going to come back to bite us in the ass. And and way earlier than we thought, right? And now it's, and now it's the same thing. Bottom line is we're two and four. We've lost two overtime games. Like these are games in the past that we have won historically. We have quote unquote found a way to win. All right. So it's typically what separates good teams from bad teams. So I think this week we find out, are we, do we have a path to get back to being a good team or at two and five, right? Is that right? We'd be two, and, be five two and five. Pro- yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. For two and five, we're pretty much done. Needed. We really needed one of the overtime games. I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, I am concerned as many of us rightfully are with the saints coming into town, even with all of our Monday night history, a lot of those things haven't been going that way. I'm almost thinking we need to change the name back of the stadium or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we do have the Saints. And what if we get ready to play some what if, guys? What if Jacob Eason donning the number 17 oh, that Dave Craig is able to uh, reincarnate himself within uh, the former University of Washington quarterback? and then take over this team and and lead us to victory. So you talked about positivity for positivity's sake, Brandon. I I, I can't abide this. The, the, the Jacob <laughs> Eason headline, I've never seen a headline that made me less excited. I've, made, I've seen some that made me more upset, but I've never seen some that made me less excited than Jacob Eason. We have signed him. So it, it created more apathy is what you're saying. It's oh, like, oh, that was disappointing. Like, 
I don't know him as well as the folks do in the, in the, in the PNW. I just, I'm not a college football person. I know he played out, out that way. Uh, but maybe in the, you know, it is Matt Hasselback, you know, night, right. We're retiring yes. the number eight. So maybe, maybe old Matt could come out from the you not know, retiring. I don't think, I think it's ring of honor. Well, the ring of honor. Yeah. You know, you, you've got Benson Mayoa wearing Jim Zorin's number. You've yep. got Carlos Dunlap wearing Hasselbeck's number. Yes. You got Jamal Adams wearing Russell Wilson's number twice. Here we go. Tell us, Brandon, who's wearing 17. <laughs> and then you got Jacob Eason wearing 17. Yes. We've got all of the best quarterbacks in Seahawks history represented in terms of their numbers. And this is going to be the magic that we needed to go into this game against the Saints. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful night. I, I love Hasselbeck. I, I hope that if I knew, if I knew Hasselbeck was going to be the the game where he was going to be put in the ring of honor, that's definitely the game I would have picked to have gone to rather than Poison Pill Man, the game that I was at. <laughs> Poison Pill Man. Yeah, tough, tough one. And I'm just distressed that you go through all those Seahawks greats and you don't talk about number, I think, 18, Stan the Man <laughs> Gelba, leaving him off, man. <laughs> leaving Gelba can't, off like he's nobody. I can't believe I left <laughs> oh, off Gelba. Man. And then we had number eleven. Does it, does, does anybody remember Kelly Stauffer? Oh God, of course, Kelly Stauffer. I was yeah. crying when my dad said that that Chuck Knox was going to start Kelly Stauffer instead of Dave Craig. I'm like, we're giving up on the season. And then I just went and cried in my room. <laughs> I think that might oh, have been man, the first game that I was at in the kingdom was Stoffer at QB throwing touchdown passes to Brian Blades. Wow. Nice. Love, love me some Brian Blades. Blades was good. All right. So what if we actually do get into what if before okay. we reminisce everywhere? It's been glory days, glory days, or sad days. I don't know what we're thinking about here, but we do have a game with the Saints. The Saints are coming, right? Here come the Saints. We also have some uh, interesting news and, you know, people are on different sides of how they feel about this man. I know Clinton Bonner's thoughts have been well established with a three in three out, but we do have someone coming back. We're going to have both our pennies. We're going to have both our pennies. And I, I was trying to uh, highlight what, what could be some interesting things as we look at this game before we kind of title our what if. Did either of you ever have a lucky penny? I mean, I had an 1865 two cent piece. And once I found out how much it was worth, I stopped carrying around like a lucky penny. I'm not really into luck anymore, but that was the closest thing I ever had. But other kids, maybe some of you out there had lucky pennies. Other kids told me when I was little, if you find a penny on the ground that's heads up, well, you got some excellent luck. You can count on it. It's all going your way. If you find a penny on the ground, that is heads down, that's not so good. So I was also told as a child that if you have two pennies to rub together, you're richer than most of the children in the world. And so I heard that several times. Well, we are rich this week. We have two pennies. Both our pennies are there. Uh, Pete has two to rub together. I'm hoping things will be uh, heads up. And what if it is? What if this is good luck that we have two pennies? What if we get heads up? And so our what if is lucky penny, what if and we will start with heads up episode seven episode seven here on what if if it's an odd number the not so odd great brandon always gets to go first <laughs> what if the seahawks control alvin and not alvin and the chipmunks but alvin and the run game their o-line is all healthy alvin's healthy we've had trouble with him but what if the seahawks control alvin and the run game that would be a lucky start but then there's considerations after that. What other area 
will Sean Payton try to exploit if we can control Alvin Brandon? If you can control Alvin Kamara, then I, I do think that that's their weakness. So let's see. Sean Payton will try to exploit. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the tight ends for the Saints, which we probably haven't seen a whole lot of Adam Troutman uh, for the Saints. But, uh, you know, dropping him kind of in that that zone area in front of the linebackers in the middle of the field. But I could also, seeing him try to test the young cornerbacks on the outside, especially with the speed, Deontay Harris, um, he's their leading receiver this year. And I could see him really trying to, to get him downfield and test this defensive secondary that's still giving up a ton of yards. I got high hopes for Trey Brown, though. I love your hesitancy, Brandon, to try to solve it for, for Sean Payton. That gives me hope because as much <laughs> as I'm afraid of Alvin Kamara, if I feel like we can stick it to him, I'm kind of with you. Maybe it'll be a little harder. Well, now, the reason why it's a tough question to is because taking Alvin Kamara out of the game is like, if you can do that, then that's amazing. Maybe that's what we I mean, just absolute emphasis. Kamara, tough runs. Watch out for his screens. Shut those down. Clinton, do you think there's something else Peyton can do if we're able to slow or prohibit Kamara from being impactful? Yes. Oh. Unfor <laughs> Unfortunately, the answer is the answer is yes. It is I again, this is the heads up. Hey, we shut him down. We shut down Kamara somehow. Good. I like that start. Um assuming that my fear here is that the Seahawks game plan looks at this and goes, all right, all right, Troutman's not, not a big threat. So because Troutman's not a big threat, we could afford to play, go back into base, like a lot of base, less Neil, less Blair, less Amadi, more base, more base, more base. So it's, it's a, I think Troutman might have that game where it's like, wait a second, Troutman freaking caught eight passes, Troutman caught nine passes. And that'll be a, a direct result of, Sean Payton not being a dum dum, and if he sees that we're not in the big nickel or the dime, uh, and he's going to abuse the middle of the field just like everybody else has. Now, one time it was the Robert Woods show over the middle of the field. Oh yes, not not a Troutman type of player. I mean, a much more skilled. The other dude, the other dude is Callaway. Now Callaway seems to be like he's an emerging alpha out there. Marcus Callaway. He's a high point guy. He seems to be you know stretch the field and sidelines. I don't know. I don't watch enough Saints to be like, can a dude like that also work the middle of the field? I think we're about to find out. So my fear there is, yeah, we do something good against Kamara, but we're just in this base defense that can get be exploited by really anybody with half a brain. Well, I will say I want to see him have to try. I want to see him have to try. I Kamara is the one that scares me. And if they got to do something else, Jameis has to make something happen. They don't have the savvy woods in their back pocket. I know Peyton is a genius and he probably knows where our weaknesses are. I'm sure he does, but uh, that would be a great start. And here's the thing. And I, maybe, maybe I'm getting ahead of things, but if they are going to shut down Kamara, it's going to fall to Jamal Adams. We can't see these types of things where they're yeah. lining up. Uh, Benson Mayoa as a linebacker and expecting him to cover running backs out in the flat. And no. that's just not going to work. You're going to need a big game from Jamal. Can P can Puna go cover uh, <laughs> folks again? Can we, can we 
Can we triple tight ends again? Let's just no have reason? Monet. Let's have Monet chase Kamara down the field, and that'd be genius. That that'd be a brilliant one we haven't seen yet. So heads up, heads up, this would be a great thing. I don't know the likelihood, but luck does happen. And uh, Monday night, we can have unique things happen. Mm -hmm. What if our special teams can be special? I mean, very special. I did hear on the pregame show with, uh, with the Saints that Brandon just posted. He was talking a lot about special teams. But what if ours can be special? Who will be making plays on kicking and receiving? Clinton, I know last week you were hoping for number 22, but uh, what do you think? Kicking and receiving, who will be special if our special teams can be? All right, so here's my hope. I am going I'm going right back to the Trey Brown well because I want to, you know, I, I do want to take a little victory lap. We said who would be a standout guy last yeah. week. Uh, Trey Brown was. Now he was was filter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he was Almost. not not yes, he, hey man, he he made a game-winning play. Uh, we just didn't win the game after that, right? So if the injury bugs have hit our running backs, and they have, okay, then it's like, all right, hey, DJ Dallas, we really can't have you return kickoffs this week because you're a little too, you're a little too close to the top of the running back you know, depth chart at this point. I think there's a, there's a potential blessing in disguise that it's like, all right, Trey Brown, all right, young man, go do what you got to go do because we talked about this all year long. DJ Dallas has run directly at people for however many weeks now, and we are blocking the heck out of kickoff returns. Yeah. Our blocking, the avenues, the, the potential to pop one is there. We need the right spark. So I'm going back to the well and saying, man, I hope Trey Brown gets a chance back there because he could just do it better. I know he could do it better. All right. How about you, Brandon? I'm going to go with our depth linebackers, John Radigan and Cody Barton, because as unlikely as it is, I I just don't feel like it's very likely that we see a big return. It's just not something that we really even see in the NFL anymore. So I'm counting on turnovers. And it seems oh, yes. like Radigan and Barton have been those big hitters, the guys who have the potential to jar the ball loose. And if you can get a turnover, get a short field for Geno Smith, get a be touchdown sweet. off of it, then that's going to be that special teams moment that turns this game. Awesome. I like it. Well, well, when we say lucky penny, heads up, heads down. Speaking of coin tosses, what do you think about coin tosses? I can't think of anybody more than Matt Hasselbeck. You know, uh, mm. we want the ball. We're going to score, right? And he won a coin toss. But the Matt Hasselbeck show is a treasure trove of goodness. If After you've listened to all of Brandon's podcasts, check that out. He's getting put in the ring of honor here this Monday, and they go back through some of his great moments. The man is an absolute storytelling genius. I enjoyed it. You might even enjoy it almost as much as all the shows that, that Brandon puts together. Check that out. <laughs> and, and as you think about uh, some of the history of the Seahawks. But anyways, going toward heads down with coin tosses, we go to the other side. What if the Saints consistently load the box to stop our run game. Now, they are the third defense by DVOA. They're pretty confident in their outside number one corner. I'm not so sure about uh, some of the others, but if they can just consistently load the box, because I loved how our run game was looking. I'm sure they saw that. And they want to stop it. What should be Geno and Shane's counterpunch? Just keep at it. Just keep punching at it, even if they load the box. Or do you have maybe another approach maybe they should take, Brandon? Chip with the tight ends, get some quick throws to Will Disley and Gerald Everett, because we see when those guys get the ball in their hands, they're able to, you know, they're not the, the well, Gerald's pretty fast, but I, I just feel like 
especially with Everett, he can be so explosive with Uncle Will. He always seems to know where the first down marker is and is able to to pick it up and and make at least one guy miss on his way. I want to see those guys get more involved. And I, I, I'm almost tired of talking about it week after week. But with Geno Smith in particular, I, I think those guys really lend themselves well to helping him out and and helping this team move down the field. Clinton? So I want to make a distinction. Um, and a lot, in my opinion, a lot rides on Alex Collins playing in this game. Now, we, we ran the ball well when Alex Collins ran the ball. Alex Collins ran the ball well. We blocked very nicely for him. Awesome. Yeah. DJ DJ had a couple of runs. Travis Homer had a run. I never um, thought he could have a run like that, actually, honestly. Yeah, that was, you know, that was his play that for was his the career, one. right? That was what was the, what was the guy who, who caught the flea flicker versus the Jets? Mac was it McElvoy? Mackel Mackel Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. Uh remember the wide receiver? McAvoy. Yeah, uh, he, McAvoy, he also yeah. could throw. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Like that was you know, Travis Homer had that game. Right. He had that play in that game that, that McAvoy had. I was at that game live. It was in, it was in Jersey. Um, I remember cool. you met I, the McAvoy family out in the parking the family. lot. Yeah, that's right. I gave him, I gave him the, uh, the Seahawkers pod sticker. They were, they loved it. This is probably on the back of an old guitar or a laptop as we speak. So um, be cool if we could track those. That's an idea. That's right. that's, an idea. <laughs> that's what we need to do. We like, need to track like, yeah. people. Like a, yeah, like a <laughs> pot of whales, like, you know, oh, boy. But, but anyway, um, enough, enough of the big brother stuff. <laughs> The thing is, if if it's not Collins, um, I don't think it's going to matter all that much. I think our offense is really going to sputter regardless if we don't have Collins in there. With that, uh, play action. You know, like if if play action was something that had worked a bit, and then we, and last game we kind of got away from it. We just we gave away, we stopped doing it at towards the the end of the game there, and it's like man, oh man, we earned the right to use play action, and we stopped. So, um, what if so the I run hope, game isn't working like heads well, down? I hope they saw what was on film and then maybe we can even start the game of play action if, they, if they're jamming the box, you know, because that could loosen things up in a different way as well. And I went to it last week. It did not come out at all. I still want to see Lockett work the middle of the field. So I'll be a bit of a broken record there, but Hey, you need a quick hitter. You need a savvy guy that could get open quickly. That'd be great. One other thing I'll say quickly is AJ Brown came back last week, right? So if, if you watched any of that Titans game, um, AJ Brown got hit, like meaning got hit in stride like three or four times just on, just on slants, just on quick slants. And, and Tannehill was hitting him in stride. It's like, okay, well, you know, we do that sometimes with DK, but not that much. Like it's one of the easiest passes for a quarterback to make, especially with a dude with that kind of frame, right. Who could literally box out a zone just with his body. So for all the wide receiver screens, we see, can we, you know, can we get a one for one? Can we get some DK slants to again work the middle, middle of the field? So a bit of a smorgasbord there, Phil. But that's where I'm going. Counterpunch, yeah. Play action's great. Even if they got eight in the box, just give them a second to look in. Yes, yeah, free. It just freezes them. If they got eight in the box, toss either that slant or that seam. Yep. I mean, you got eight in the box and you freeze the guy for half a second. Well, then yep. they're not effectively pass rushing, and then you should have something open over, you know, in front of or over a linebacker. That's what, that's what happens. That reminds me that somebody brought it to my attention that there are people that are suggesting that the Seahawks need to stop forcing the ball to DK Metcalf. I have not had that single thought once this season, but I'm, I'm told that these people exist that think we're forcing the ball to Metcalf too much. Are these people? Bills has an article we need 
force it more, right? I think that's what I think that's the commentary though that that generated that article because hey, we're not feeding DK enough. I mean, I think at a couple of points very early in the year, might have been the Titans game. It was like he wasn't getting involved and it started to be, oh, kind of like last year, just maybe one or two passes. But overall, no, he's he's been our best receiver. He's been he's got five touchdowns. He's been consistent. Like, yep. he, I, you know, besides a couple of dumb, dumb plays and staying in bounds, it was not a smart play. Um, that's fine. But whatever. We got the ball back. He's been he's been our best guy and he's been he's been consistently good. So, no, I mean, hey. We're down our Hall of Fame quarterback. So get the ball to the guy that could that can make some noise. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Brandon. And, and Phil, I'm with both of you. All right. So this question might sound a little bit ominous. I know it goes to Clinton. We're on heads down, and this is heads down. Just the way I'm asking this, maybe not everybody's has that same vibe, but I think there's probably some out there. What if famous Jameis, what if he doesn't turn it over? Is there... Another way the Hawks might be able to win this game if Jameis gets out of there without any turnovers. Clinton, how could we win if Jameis has no turnovers? You, you kind of put the two and two together, of course, that the the infamous 30-30 club, right? That that he that he got into all by oh, his he fumbles, he throws picks. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. He's very, very much so. He's he, a slot machine yeah. of goodness for turnovers. He, typically. And but so so but so has, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's been a statue and, and very sackable, apparently, and we didn't really get to him, right? So um so with that, yes, I mean, sure, can we win the game? Yeah, of course we can win the game. You know, there was wow. oh well, thank you, thank you. The the hows are this might, if if they don't turn the ball over, I think the Saints are probably scoring above twenty four points if they don't turn the ball over, which which starts to get like dangerous, right? Because this is a good defense. It's a good yeah. defense. It's probably going to be a, it's going to be a sloppy, wet track. So really, that that might be. We might have to gravitate towards things like that, where it's like it might not be Jameis turning the ball over, but it's going to be like what forty nine degrees, fifty degrees, and cold, wet rain in Seattle. Yeah, I think that's going to play a big factor. You have a bunch of New Orleans Southern boys coming up to the PNW. It's going to be nasty. They play in a dome. It's going to be nasty and gnarly out there. So I'm not, there's no specific crystal ball answer for me, yeah. except for the fact that weather, I think, is going to be a big, big factor. And if it's not Jameis turning the ball over, I, I think this is just a, a slugfest. We've, we've got We've got to we've got to beat them in other ways, which I don't really know what they yeah. feel. It's it's it's, a, it's a, so you're with me. If we can get some turnovers, pretty tough, pretty tough. It's going to be you, a slog. It's going to be eighteen sixteen or something like that, or twenty two twenty one. You know, your immediate thought is that if Jameis doesn't turn it over, well, then you're going to have to count on Kamara turning it over. The problem is Kamara has lost the football twice in his entire career, so that guy, the, you just you can't count on that. Right. So that takes me back to my answer before. You have to get turnovers on special teams and give this yeah. Seahawks team a short field to be able to score on because if Jameis isn't turning it over, then, yeah, that's going to be the only way, really, that you can count on this offense being able to stay in the game. And Jamal cannot drop a pick when Jameis gives him a chance. Don't challenge Jamal on that. I know he can. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, was that a drop? Is it a drop? Which one? The, the face one, you know, which I, I know, but the face <laughs> one. But is it is it a drop if you don't even bring your hands up or is it just a, a headbutt? I, I don't a know. Boing. Yeah, yeah I, if you're I not still... even trying to catch it, is it a drop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you drop something you didn't try to catch? I don't know. 
Okay, speaking of drops, how about we drop the penny in the fountain? So what if lucky pennies? How about we drop in the fountain? Well, let's have a little fun here. And football is about fun, right? Football's supposed to be fun, Pete says, right? So how about we make a wish? A couple a couple chances to make a wish. How about a multiple choice one? I know you guys like those in the offseason a little bit. Sure. What if you get to make a multiple choice wish about this game? Would you prefer, Brandon, that our two pennies combine for over 100 yards? We get no sacks on Geno. We get two Jameis picks, or we get some kind of a special teams touchdown. You got your penny, you drop it in. What would you prefer if you had your wish, Brandon? I will take the special teams touchdown. I want points on the board. They're going to need it. And that's the only one of those options that I that I heard that absolutely puts points up on the board. All right, Clinton, how about you? Well, if I'm going to a fountain or or a, a well and, and I'm throwing my pennies in there, uh, then I'm definitely going to be screaming, Annie, you goonie, at some point. So that's, so that's nice. Um, I, I won't pick the special teams one because Brandon's down that path, and and uh, and I respect that. I think he's, he's he's vibing on that, and I hope it comes true. So I will go with the no sacks on Gino. I will go with a clean a clean sheet, no sacks on Gino. I think it was the Seahawks Nest podcast this week talking about Gino when he's not under duress is like really really good. His stats are like Goff at his best, uh, good, like really strong when he's not on, under pressure. When he is under pressure, it's bad news bears. It's it's not. He makes a lot of mistakes, fumbles, turnovers. His is like you know his rating just plummets under pressure. So clean sheet, Gino, I think is the maybe the second best, but but the one I want to go with. All right. So as a protector, I don't often like take over and and you know impose my will. But since we do have two pennies, I'm gonna say you both are gonna get your wish. And so we get to have both of those here this Aww, week. You're, you're, one you're, multi- you're benevolent. Look at you. Yes, yes. In one version of the multiverse, I hope it's the one we get to personally experience. Uh, we'll get. <laughs> you know out. what? Since it is the theme of pennies, though, if Rashad Penny could come back this game and run for a hundred yards, and and that, and just exclude the other penny, but a hundred yard game. If we get one one hundred yard game this week from Rashad Penny, I'm going to be happy. And then I, you know. Whatever happens from here on out happens, but uh, I think we need him. We need him this week. You see what he's doing? He heard the wishes are coming true, so now he's now he's looking. For I want all the wishes. Going. The genie only gives three. I want. I want to use my last wish on more wishes. <laughs> I don't even know what's the least likely. I almost think Clinton's wish is the least likely. No sacks on Geno's would be amazing against this team. But uh, man, that's tough to choose. I, the two Jameis picks might be the most likely if they're going to any of our other. Uh, defensive backs besides Mr. Adams, but uh, okay. Make a wish, make a wish on the second question. What if the Hawks can dominate up front in the run game? And you say, well, which side? Well, that's the question. What if the Hawks dominate up front in the run game, which side of the ball would you make your wish for and why? And by choosing Clinton, you're going to force Brandon to choose the other side and and present (laughs) his case as to why he would want that side to dominate. Go ahead, Clinton. I like this. I like that it's become a debate. Uh, So I am going to go with what I said earlier, and I want the offensive line to dominate. I think it'll be more important if if Collins is there, but if he's not there, uh, even if it is just a guy like, like DJ or Homer, Maybe Penny is is running the ball. If we put, it's going to be forty nine degrees and cold and rainy. We got to run the ball. We have to run the ball. 
we could figure out the other side. You know, the, the question doesn't mean we're getting blown off the ball the other way. All it means is I'm choosing that we're blowing them off the ball offensively. That's a path for us to win this game. And, and frankly, looking at the multiverses here, we don't have that many paths to win this game. Like we win, it's going to be close. I don't think we blow this team out. So a way to keep a game close, control clock, uh, control control everything, is to run the ball. So that is that to me is is, a, is I'm glad I got the first choice there because I think it'd be hard to get to to defend the one that Brandon's got to go up to. Good back answer. Back. All right, Brandon. So why would it be so important for us to shut down their run game? Thanks for deferring the correct answer to me, <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> Because when you keep Alvin Kamara under uh, it, the the range is right around 50, 60 yards combined. If you can keep him out of the game at, at that level, then it's a good chance that the Saints are losing the game. You go you look at this year. He was completely taken out of the game in the Carolina game. He didn't have a ton of attempts, but uh, I think that maybe they got up early in that game. So that kind of took out Kamara. I don't think that this team has the ability to get up quickly unless we're talking about some special teams turnovers, some defensive scores early on. And, and maybe that's what does it. So the the point, though, is that if you can if you can keep Kamara out of the game, it's it's generally a loss for the Saints. And so absolutely, if if I had an opportunity to pick which one I'm taking, it, it's going to be that one. Very good. Very good. Well, that's all the questions. Uh, the Hawks might need a bit of luck in this one. So lucky pennies seemed appropriate having a couple pennies in there. Uh, hopefully we get some of our home field magic back. Some of that luck, maybe changing the name, but that's not going to happen. I don't know what it's going to take, uh, but I think we got a chance. we got a chance and it's going to come down to dominating in the run game somehow or ever. I think if overall, if our team dominates in the run game, when you when you put the two against each other, we got a great chance for uh, Jameis giving us the rest of it. That's all I got. Excellent, excellent. Well, I I'm gonna end where I started. I'm I am probably more excited than the average Seahawks bear here. If I had a if I have a wish, if I'm throwing one more down the well there at the Goonies, I want the Goonies of the the you know the Seahawk universe and multiverse to a not give up on this team yet. Don't give up on this team. The culture there is good. This team is not giving up on Carroll, so we shouldn't be giving up. You know, we shouldn't be giving up on them. And it's it's a win. We beat the Saints, and we are right back in the thick of things. In the NFC. That's simple. So increase the hawkra. Keep the keep the fire in the belly going, and believe that we can get out of Lumen Field on Monday night with a big big W. And hey, the thing is, is you do not need a pirate ship full of treasure to attend this game. Look at the ticket prices. If you haven't been to a game in a while, look at the ticket prices. You can be at this game. You can help impact the game. Go and make some noise and help the Seahawks team get a win on Monday night. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So uh, been a couple weeks since we really let it rip. And I think we need it. We can't have a third loss in a row. So what if with everything we got, we say go Hawks. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Go Hawks!